So we're going to move on to our panel discussion in regards to uh, friendship, mentorship, and relationships. And so, so if you see that text number right there, this is a, the good, a, a good time to text in questions about friendships, mentorships, uh, relationships that you'd want to ask us. Um, so feel free to take that time to do that now. But as you guys are texting in, uh, we have some other questions that we wanted to go ahead and uh, answer. So it looks like we have uh, a question here in the back. It says, what does the Bible say? Oh, that's right there. What, <laughs> what does the Bible say about what a good friendship looks like? How do I know if my friendship is toxic or unhealthy? So that's a good question. Does y'all want to go ahead and start and so I've actually had a lot of um, experience with um, friendships, and particularly I've had a few friendships in my life that have maybe not at the beginning did I think would turn into toxic friendships or unhealthy friendships, but, but then ended up turning in that way where uh, there were just some dynamics of those friendships that were really pulling me down, weighing me down um, emotionally, spiritually, and, um, and God had to teach me a lot about um, what a good friend is like and what it means to also have healthy boundaries, even in my friendships. So I want to read some verses from Colossians. And this is from Colossians uh, 3. Um, and uh, starting in verse 12, it says, Put on then as, God cho as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, Compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. And above all, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So I think here are some traits of, um, of relationships that God is saying, friendships, that God is saying, this is what you want to look for in a relationship that's going to be healthy that you're going to be compassionate towards each other, you're, you're gonna be kind. So, so people that may not be good people to have close friendships with are not gonna be compassionate towards you, may judge you harshly or may speak uh, words that are unkind to you. Um, and, and maybe putting that a little bit in layman's terms, they may uh, be really critical of you and they may say, you know, why are you, why are you wearing that? you know, or just like subtle, subtle put downs. Um, those are people that you don't really want to trust your heart to. Um, good friends are humble and they're meek. They're patient. Um, they allow you to be human. They don't expect you to be perfect. So, so when you mess up, uh, they forgive, uh, when, when they, uh, you know, uh, hurt you, then you forgive them. You extend that back to them. Uh, so that's just, a little, a little something I would say about friendships, healthy friendships. Yeah, um, I'll say for those of you that were um, 
here on Sunday, not STS, but with Dr. Yusuf. Dr. Yusuf talked about David and Jonathan, right? And um, does anybody remember some of the elements that he was talking about, the relationship between David and Jonathan? Yeah. Right, 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 and and all of those, and and Dr. Yusuf did a great job of explaining those different um, aspects and how they were really symbols of something so much more, right? He talks about, you know, he's wearing this, you know, princely coat, right? This coat that was reserved for the prince of of Israel, and yet uh, Jonathan recognized the anointing of God's Spirit on David, right? Which shows us that um, Jonathan was willing to submit himself to God's plan in taking away Israel from his own father, right? And giving Israel to his friend, right? And this was supposed to be the Israel, according to lineage, that Jonathan was supposed to, be, to inherit. And yet Jonathan said, hey, it's not... It's not worth rebelling against God's plan in order to, to do that, right? And so the thing that I kind of saw from that um, was that Jonathan was willing as a friend to be humbled, right? To go from merely a prince to, to just a citizen of Israel because that, that was what God required of him. And he did it willingly, graciously, to support his friend, and so um, he could have rebelled. He could have spoken badly of David. He could have hated David, tried to kill David himself, but he, he submitted to the will of God. So. And those are good. Okay, we will move on to the next. Can I actually say one more thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just I thought that this was also worth saying, that people that are good for you, good friends, are going to give you a lot of freedom and a lot of space too. Um, that they don't, um, they don't uh, act really jealous of you and of, when, of, of your time when you're hanging out with other people. Um, good friends aren't possessive. Um, I just felt like that that was worth saying. Uh, so I think that when you, when you, are in a situation with a friend where they're like, I only want you to hang out with me. Why, why aren't you, you know, giving me all your attention that that's a little bit of a, that's a, that's a bit of a sign that, you know, they're, they're looking to you for something that you can't necessarily give them. So. That's great. So I'll move on to the next question. How do I know I can actually trust a friend or anyone when so many people have made me believe I can trust them and then they turn their back on me and hurt me. That's very practical, experiential. A lot of you in this room have probably experienced that. Uh, if not, then it, it, it's possible it could happen. It's, I'm sure it's happened to us. Uh, would you all, do you have any personal experiences with that or maybe things that you would want to expound? Actually, I, I guess I'll go. Um, I don't, I think, um, a lot of times growing up, I didn't allow myself to have authentic, true friendships, kind of like we all are saying about really letting people in and knowing your junk, knowing the real you is because I, I really didn't want them to, to know, um, because I was ashamed or because I was, um, uh, 
just didn't want to have to deal with all of the, the potential negative things that would happen if I were to let someone in and they may not like me for some reason. So I think that is a legitimate fear that I've had and a lot of people have. But I think first and foremost, looking at scripture and, and being able to, to pinpoint what a true friendship is, is a great start. Um, if you see people and you start to get to know them, they, they may ask, you know, how are you doing? Like, how's your day going? What's been going on in your life? And if you, if you see people that are intentionally asking you questions and caring about you and wanting to know what's going on in your life, I think that's kind of a good start, too, in figuring out, okay, this person may really actually want to know, and so maybe I'll answer that question. But I think, I think it takes time. I think you, do, you definitely don't want to be like, give, give over all of the, the, the personal things that you're struggling with to anyone. So I think it takes time, it takes patience, it takes um, being surrounded by other people that are, in, in a lot of ways, like-minded maybe even to your faith. Um, that, that helps because they know, they should know if you're a Christian that um, we all fall short of the glory of God in some way, but that they should have that understanding of the grace of God that no matter what I do, um, Christ shed blood kind of covers that. So I think if someone has the understanding of the gospel, they should be able to uh, understand you um, and understand your flaws because they have uh, maybe the same flaws or different ones, but still sin or struggles nonetheless. I'll say something too. Um, this is where I think prayer can be really important too when it comes to knowing who you can trust or... Um, um, but, but also, not only that, but asking God to bring people into your life that can be really good friends for you. Um, I remember at some point in my life that I had, I think I was actually in college, and I had never really considered asking God to bring good people into my life before. It just never occurred to me. You know, like we pray... I think maybe I thought that maybe it wasn't very spiritual for me to ask something like that, which is so silly because God wants us to tell him everything. He wants us to share our hearts with him. And so so I remember, you know, praying and asking God for good friends. And, and I've seen this throughout different seasons of my life and, and changes that I've gone through. God is so faithful to bring people into my life that I can trust and that I can share my heart with and that I know are going to be uh, trustworthy people who aren't going to, you know, share things that I've told them confidentially. And uh, so <laughs> did you have a question? No. Oh, you're just amen. All right. Yes. Got an amen up in here. Yes. Glory. So, um, yeah, just I, I think it's it, it's just I would just encourage uh, the person that asked this question to, uh, to, to, you know, ask God to give you wisdom and discernment about people that are trustworthy, and um, and He's so faithful, He will. He'll give you this little sense, and I believe that that's His Holy Spirit in you that lets you know maybe this person isn't good, or maybe maybe I shouldn't trust my heart to this person, but. Uh, he'll he'll bring those people into your life too. He loves to answer our prayers and and he loves to hear our hearts. So, okay, great. Next, uh, what is okay? There it is. How <laughs> couldn't read that small. How how do you deal with people changing or no longer wanting to be friends with you because you didn't 
change with them? It's a good question. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I kind of think, please forgive me, but this, this question is kind of funny because it's like, you're not my friend anymore. You you know, yeah, you know, they got, I'm sorry. That's just my initial thought. I, I repent of that. I'm sorry. Um, but th that does bring up a story. I, I remember um, in middle school, this very thing happening. I Best friends with a, a, a buddy of mine, and uh, summer break happened, didn't have any contact with him, came back the following year, and it, it was just like we were totally two totally different people. Um, this was before Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff, so I know. Um, but so we had no communication and, and, and it just seemed like he had changed. Maybe I had changed, even though at the time it felt like I hadn't changed, but you know, valuing friendships is, is a good thing. I mean, the Bible speaks of that, um, but they can very quickly become idols in our lives. Things that we would, let's be honest, deceive our parents about, lie about in order to be, um, with these people. And, and I think our culture has sold us a lie to say, well, that's normal. To, to lie to you know, good godly people, to lie to our parents, deceive our parents, to try to have some sort of friendship that's not a good, it's a toxic relationship. Um, and yet our culture celebrates that as a good thing. And so, you know, I, I think that we have to be careful of that. But, you know, going back to this story, um, looking back at this story, that friendship that I had with this buddy of mine um, never recovered. Um, we still said hello, and, I mean, we were courteous to one another, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it just didn't feel like the same friendship we had. But I say that to say in kind of, Moving away from that friendship, I experienced greater godly, holy friendships with other individuals that I believe I wouldn't have experienced otherwise. And so I want to encourage you because you may be so deceived that you're missing on that good godly friendship, that lifelong friendship that God has for you, but you're still trying to deceive your way into this other relationship. So. Yeah. Preach. Yeah. Just, you know, in the words of Elsa from Frozen, let it go, let it go. But seriously, let it go. No, but I mean, just, <laughs> I mean, that, that may sound simple, you know, to say, let it go. But, um, you know, there are going to be so many people that come in and out through your life. And, um, and really, um, the people that stick around with you and who allow you to grow and change and grow in your walk with the Lord, those are the people that, that you really want. And the, the people that maybe change I'm, I'm assuming from this question, but it sounds like probably the people that are changing may be changing in a more negative sense. Um, so it's, it's just, it's better to, to let go. Um, and like, um, like uh, Chris was saying, <laughs> I knew your name. Sorry, just brain fart for a second. 
um, that, uh, yeah, it's just, you, you make room, you know, uh, you, you create space when it's almost like, it's almost like a repentance, a changing of mind. You make space for good things. You make space for what God wants to give you. Quick, uh, addition to that. Yeah. Well, you said make room. That's like an active, uh, an active thing. I think, um, even growing up as a kid, I, I may have had expectations that, oh, I think I'm a good guy. People will just come flock to me to be friends. And that, that may be, in the same way with, with a lot of things, with waiting on the Lord, I think is important to pray and to seek, but seeking actively for those friends because when, when the friends that are changing, when they, when they leave your life or you make that choice to leave them because of what they're doing, there should be a replacement of, okay, now I'm going to be proactive and, and seek the Lord in prayer and seek opportunities, whether it's a church or I know there's other friends that are Christians that I like. I'm, I'm going to be active in that, that, uh, that search because um, I think it's important to not, because we don't want friends to be an idol, but we don't want to not have, the, not have friends in our lives because we didn't uh, be proactive and look. So, uh, so next question. How do I end a friendship while still loving that person? That's almost a continuation of the past, this past question. It's like, okay, now we know that this person is toxic or, or not good for us, so how do we handle that in regard to conflict resolution maybe or uh, maybe talking to that person? That's good. I, I will say that, you know, there's a, there's a um, temptation here that, when we have friends that we see are um, maybe breaking the commands of God, we, we know they're doing immoral things, and we say, this friendship is toxic, it's not good. Well, friendships are visible. We, we see people hanging out with other individuals. So-and-so is a friend with so-and-so, and so-and-so is a friend with so-and-so. Well, when all of a sudden you see two individuals that usually are hanging out together, not hanging out. People notice that. And people ask questions. Here's the temptation. I think the temptation is that when someone comes to you and they ask you about why you're not hanging out with that person anymore, and you have what you believe are good, godly, biblical reasons why you shouldn't, the temptation is to badmouth them, mm -hmm. to, to, to make them see, seem like this unholy, just sinner that no one should even look at. Um, that's not gracious to them. That, that's not glorifying to Christ. I think there is a very mature, honest, godly way where we can speak to those individuals that are asking those questions and not slander or badmouth our friends, right? That, that takes maturity, and, and that takes grace in, in your life to, to say, yeah, it's just, it's a friendship that I, I, I don't think that I can continue, um, just for various reasons, and, and that's it. The, the tendency, the temptation is, yeah, so-and-so is out doing this and that and saying this and that, and, and the person's eyes, you just, you just badmouth them, you know. So I think there's a, ten, there's a tendency there. So, you know, how do I end a friendship well? Be gracious, be honest, um, 
but have their best interests in mind. Leave peaceably, right? Not in conflict. My job. <laughs> okay, next question. People uh, say I need to find a mentor. Why? How do I know what type of person to look for? Mm, that's good. Um, well, I think I'll go ahead and share, I guess. Practically from... My experience in college, I, well, in high school, middle school, I didn't really have any mentors other than my parents, um, and I was forced to, because <laughs> they, you know, they were my parents. So I didn't even understand the value or honestly cared about a mentor at that time, but looking back, I really think that would have been extremely beneficial for a lot of reasons to have a mentor growing up outside of my parents because it's always good to have a multitude of counselors, people that can speak into your life and point you to Christ. And so I think in looking for those uh, men and women um, in regards to being your mentors, I think first and foremost, people that you see that, uh, you know, that are older than you, that uh, have been through... uh, maybe not been through a lot more than you have, but have been through more seasons of life. Um, also, people that, uh, you know, seem to know the word, um, seem to, to really foundationally want to know Christ and want to make him known. Um, people that, um, maybe even people that are in your sphere of influence that you see that are faithful to even talk to you now. Maybe you see that these people are around you and they seem to, to ask you questions and they seem to actually care about your life. Um, so I would say people who maybe understand the scriptures, who love the Lord, but are maybe actively seeking um, to, to know you, um, available. I mean, you don't want someone who can't hang out with you. <laughs> you want someone who's available, who, who wants to take the time to invest, who wants to take the time to not only talk about spiritual things, but maybe holistic discipleship. Maybe you're struggling with anxiety. Maybe you're struggling with blah, blah, blah. And maybe that person can point you to um, some helpful things that can help you walk through this instead of the tendency is to isolate when you're going through difficult times. Or maybe seeking uh, advice from maybe your peers, which may may or may not have the best advice. I don't know. They may, but it's just, uh, it's always good to have people who are older and maybe have gone through some of the things you have. And so, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Um, the question why is if you claim to follow Christ and he is your king, um, it's biblical. Titus 2 is a great example of that. Um, I encourage all of you to go read Titus 2. Um, that that's the model to f- to follow, and it's good. You know, we we tend to, um, especially in our culture today, we say, "Hey, I want to get plugged in and and involved in a good godly group of people that are going to speak into my life." And very frequently, we um, associate with individuals that are the same age and in the same stage of life, and that's a good thing. That that brings about good godly friendships. But if you don't have individuals that are older than you, um, that are pointing you to Christ and pointing you to the scriptures, it's going to be a little blunt, but you're in 
uh, rebellion to God's word, one, and number two, um, you, you are not, you're not growing like the way you should be, to be totally honest. Um, I will say that I have not been perfect in this area. Um, this is an area that I've had to repent in personally, um, but I'm thankful that God exposed this in my own life um, because I value, and I want to point, I want to show you guys that the value of having good godly mentors in your life is um, a gift from God. It is a grace to you, and uh, and I would highly encourage to that you be active, like Blake was saying, active in in seeking out individuals that can that can uh, point you to Christ, um, even when you don't want to hear what they have to say. That's that's a that's a good mentor too. It's when they, they tell you the truth, even when it's hard for you to hear. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny, I think, is this it's probably a time to, is that a good time to wrap up? One more? One more. <laughs> yeah, <fine. laughs> One more. Okay, last question. Uh, Ooh, question. Is it a bad thing to date in middle school or high, or is that? No, no. no, that's not it. Oh, shit, sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry, never mind. Should I uh, open up a can of worms? <laughs> okay. Should I end a? Fr- yeah. La- this is the last question. Should I end? Never mind. Should I end a friendship with someone who is not a Christian and may not be the best influence on me? Okay. That was the right question. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I think that the. First thing I would say is it might depend, actually. Um, and the reason that I say that is because you can still be somebody's friend, but not do the things that they do, not go the places that they go. Um, it just means that you can have a friend, you can have a friendship, but that there may be some pretty strong boundaries around it, around the context that you get together with this friend. Um, now, if the now if the uh, the question is being posed as this is somebody that is dragging me down and, and maybe even some of the things that they're doing, I feel really tempted to partake, then that's probably a friendship that you need to either walk away from or uh, m- maybe even set more strict boundaries. Um, I think one of the important things that I would say in this is always um, with, with somebody who's not a Christian, I think it's important to remember that that they don't have what you have in the sense of, as a believer, you have the Holy Spirit within you. The Holy Spirit is the one that is uh, can, is bringing about that conviction of you know um, wanting to do what is pleasing, wanting to do what is glorifying to the Lord. And so, the person that doesn't have the Holy Spirit within them is going to be making decisions that are not pleasing and that are not glorifying to the Lord and and they're not going to have the conviction about it. So, um, just in that uh, encourage encouragement is to remember just, you know, grace to your friends. Uh, that doesn't mean that you necessarily be like, Oh yeah, go, go out and do all the, the crazy things. You know, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is just, uh, remembering to, um, I think sometimes we can come across as, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, judgy, um, or like, you know, 
self-righteous. And that's not, that's not the heart of Jesus necessarily. So, um, you know, pray for, pray for your friend, pray for a change. Um, but yeah, I, that, that's the, just the short answer I would give. And, and along with this question, I, I will say very quickly that this is why it's also good to have good godly mentors in your life and, and, and Lord willing, good godly parents too, because what ends up happening is if you're relying on yourself to kind of self-gauge, oh, okay, well, I feel like I'm being dragged down or, you know what, I'm, I'm not being dragged down. I'm actually being more sanctified. You're never going to be able to gauge that in the relationship. Never. Okay? Don't trust yourself. Okay? Take it from me. Okay? Instead, I would, I think a, a greater model would be to open up to parents and mentors and say, hey, I've I become friends with this individual. I know that they're not a Christian, um, but I'm looking at, at it as a, um, a uh, witnessing opportunity, an evangelistic opportunity. And these are the kind of the things that they're you know, desiring and liking. And, and I want to be holy as God is holy, um, but I also want to show them the love of Christ. Will you help keep me accountable as I'm trying to do that, as I'm trying to share the gospel with, these, with this person? I, I think parents and mentors would respect that, right? They would, they would honor that. But then you also have to be subject to their wisdom and subject to their authority that when they say, hey, this friendship is just, it's just not good right now, you, you need to you know, tell it, uh, rein it back in or end it, then you need to trust their wisdom and not say, Psh, what do you know? This is a good thing, right? I think that, that takes the Spirit of God in order to have that kind of attitude. Yeah. Well said, and we, we appreciate both of y'all's thoughts. And, we, thoughts. and mine, I guess. <laughs> thank you, me. Uh, thank you all for... Uh, engaging with us, listening, and, and um, texting in questions. Uh, it's not a shameless plug to say that we, we, we definitely want to come alongside you, not only in your friendships, um, but in, in every area of your life as you walk with the Lord. So, um, you know, we hope to, to navigate these waters with you in regards to your, your Christian faith and as you're living life. Uh, we just want to be available to help you, help you all, and that's why we're here. And so please don't hesitate. I know that sometimes it can be challenging to reach out to people that are older. I know it's hard for me, but we just wanna, we want you to know that we do care. We, do, um, we want you guys to, uh, to flourish in, in middle school and high school in your walk with Christ. We do, desperately. Uh, and so yeah, please just, you know, our, our offices are open. We, uh, we're available. Um, so anyway, 20 full. Well, you know. <laughs> That's a little much. There's discernment there, but four kids. That's right. So anyway, with with that being said, I would love to close us in prayer, and we can go ahead and leave the room. And I think that's or stay in the room, whatever. I hate to be so so rude right now. I'll go ahead and pray now. Uh, Father, thank you for this time that we can navigate and talk through relationships and friendships and uh, you desire for us to 
walk faithfully as we pick and choose and discern uh, who we want in our lives, because ultimately it is a decision, and uh, people that are in our lives can really sway us and deter our future in a lot of ways, and relationships are so important. People in our lives are so important, and um, Lord, we want help. We need your help in regards to uh, seeking friendships in our lives and people that can point us to you. And so we ask for your help. Um, we ask, Lord, that you would give these students courage to reach out to mentors, that you'd give them wisdom to find those, and um, and you help us, Lord, uh, as staff, to to love these students well and to, to walk them through relationships in every area of their life, that you'd give us wisdom and discernment and, and Holy Spirit, that you would help us to do so. We love you. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen.